Praise be to God. We're going to turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 40. Genesis chapter 40. And we will read from verse 1 onwards. Genesis chapter 40 from verse 1 onwards. And it came to pass after these things that the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their lord, the king of Egypt. Two offenders here. Verse 1. One has a position as a butler and the other one has the position as the baker. Both of them did something wrong and both of them are getting punished by the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief butler and the chief baker. Both of them had a good position. Both of them got into trouble and both of them are going to be thrown into the prison. Now, when this happened, verse 3, so he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the prison, the place where Joseph was confined. We see here two prisoners who actually did something wrong. And then you have one prisoner who did not do anything wrong. An innocent man. An innocent man who is there. And then you have two criminals in prison with them. Does it sound familiar to another real incident that happened in the New Testament? Who is that? Jesus Christ, yes. Jesus Christ, who was innocent, was placed between two criminals who actually did wrong. He was numbered among the transgressors, the Bible says. Jesus was placed among the transgressors. You have one who did wrong, the other one who did wrong, and the innocent one in the middle. While he was there, something happened to one person and something else happened to the other person. You see a shadow of this happening in the life of Joseph in the Old Testament. So we're just going to read this. Two criminals there in the prison with Joseph who was the innocent man. And he is there in prison with the chief butler and the chief baker. Both of them were convicted criminals here. Now, when they were here, let's read verse 4. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them and he served them. So they were in custody for a while. So for a certain number of time, a certain amount of months, years, we don't know how long it was, but they were there for a good amount of time with Joseph, and Joseph is over them, and they're all together in the same place. Then something happens. You call it divine appointments. God is speaking to a harsh day. There are divine appointments that God brings into our lives unaware. We are not aware of it. We don't know. You may be in a place. You may be in a place. And you may say that I'm in this place because of what I did. There's a prophecy God is giving to you at this hour. You say, God, I'm in a place. I'm in this confinement. Not because I'm innocent, but I'm in this confinement because I did something wrong. God says, If you stay where you are, even though you did something wrong, the day you realize that you did something wrong, God says, I'm here to make it right, make you right. 
and make it right also. So there's something happening here. Two people who did wrong are put in the same place with one person who was innocent. There's another word that God is bringing to us today. Wherever God has placed you, you may be feeling, oh Lord, I'm just the minority. I'm just one percent of this population here. And all these people are like hungry lions there. Everybody wants to pounce on me because I am a believer. They don't understand me, Lord. God says, light dispels darkness. One light is enough to dispel darkness. The righteousness of Joseph, the light that shone so brightly in Joseph, made Joseph a blessing to those who were broken. Wherever you are, never say, I'm the only one. If you're the only one and if you have the light of Christ in you, you're more powerful than all the darkness that is around you. You can bring light into the darkness that is there. Never feel alone being a child of God in an ungodly environment. There's a purpose why God places you between two criminals. There's a reason. God wants you to bring his glory to them. Now, here, Joseph is there, the butler is there, the baker is there. Let's read verse 5. Then the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in the prison, had a dream. Both of them, each man's dream, in one night, and each man's dream with his own interpretation. Now, two people, both the criminals, they receive a message. A message that only God can give. A significant dream that carried the future. A significant dream that needed interpretation. Without the interpretation, you can't do anything with it. You won't know what's going to happen. They both received something during the same time. It's the blessing of someone who has the light of Christ. In a place where people are perplexed, they don't have the answers. If you, one person, have the answer, it will do a lot of good. Never feel that you are alone. Because a person who has the power of God deep within them and is willing to be that light where God has placed you will dispel darkness for sure. You don't want to be a light that is there with a switch off. No good. But you need to be the light that has the switch on. The Spirit of God is the only one who can do that. As long as you're connected to that electricity, when God turns the switch on, revelation will come. That's what happened to Joseph. Joseph carried the power of God. When these people had the dream, he was able to dispel the darkness. He was able to bring light to the people there. And Joseph came to them in the morning and looked at them and saw that they were sad. Joseph was able to look at the people and he was able to recognize there was something wrong with them. Spiritually, Joseph had this discernment. As he saw them, he said, something is wrong beyond the regular sadness because these guys were in prison already. 
they're not going to be partying there. You know, they feel down. They were in the palace and they were serving and now they're thrown in prison. But this sadness is different from the usual sadness. Something was wrong and Joseph was able to identify that. When you're walking with God, the Spirit of God will cause you to identify the need of those who are in despair. And God will use you to shine that light. You know, when you're looking for something, you lost something and you're searching and searching and you don't have the light and somebody comes and says, wait a minute, I have a flashlight and they come and shine there. Will you be thankful? Will you be so happy? Especially if you found what you were looking for. You're going to be so thankful that they carried that flashlight. In this dark world, where there's no light apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, the minority is the majority if they have the light of Christ. If we don't have the light, then we all sit in darkness. There's no hope. But God places that minority amongst the darkness where all of a sudden the minority becomes the majority because when the light comes in, what happens? Darkness just goes, disappears in a second. It's gone. That one light all of a sudden takes over the entire room. Think about that. One light. Before that the whole place was dark. Darkness was all over. But then one light all of a sudden when the switch was turned on, it took over the entire room. That is the power of a believer who is walking with God. God is speaking to our hearts today. God is speaking to our hearts today. This is why Satan will come and say, well, keep the switch off. And he'll keep you a dull Christian. Where the bulb is there. Fused bulb. Some Christians are fused bulb. Switch is there, electricity is there, but the bulb is gone. You don't want to be a fused bulb. No good. Deceptive. Like the fig tree. That looked like it had the fruit there, but no fruit there. We can see a beautiful chandelier there. But if the bulbs are gone, what is the use? God is speaking to our hearts today. You want to be like Joseph. You should want to be like Joseph. You should say, Lord, wherever I am, let me be someone who will bring a change to that atmosphere. You know, there are a lot of people who cry about the atmosphere. Oh, this atmosphere is really bad. Where I am is really bad. When I go there, it's very bad. And when I go here, it's very bad. When I go there, it's very bad. Everywhere it's bad. What are you doing? Are you bad or good? Is a question. If you're good, doesn't matter what your environment is. You have the potential and the power to turn that bad into good. That's how powerful you are if Jesus Christ is really living inside of you. If he's not living inside of you, then it's understood. You have no power. But if Jesus Christ is really living inside of you, you have the power to change your atmosphere. Everybody can have a sour attitude. But a person who carries the joy of the Lord can completely bring a shift to that whole environment. Joseph was one such person. He carried the spirit of God with him. He was a man of a different spirit. The rest of the people all had some other spirit. But Joseph had God's spirit. That's what made him distinguished among the rest of the people. Very different. Very, very 
different. He was able to identify the need there. He saw these people's faces and he said, something is wrong. Why do you look so sad today? Think about that. That means every day he's been looking at them. A man who truly cared. Who truly cared. He didn't say, well, you're sad. Me too. You did something wrong. You're here. I didn't do anything wrong and I'm here. I should be more sad than you. Get up and get going. He didn't talk like that. There are some people like that. They will go to people before they could even hear their side of the story. They'll already come to the conclusion. Never be like that. Never be like that. Be a caring person. You know, when that true caring nature will come, when you are connected with God Almighty. Joseph was not a self-centered person. Joseph was in prison, but yet he was a happy person. In prison, he is going there as if he is an officer there. What's wrong with you? I can help you. I can help you. How can we confidently look at someone and say, I can help you unless we can help them? If we have the Spirit of God, we can help anyone. There's no limitation to a child of God. No limitation at all. Only thing is we should do what He tells us to do. Never try to be a superstar anywhere. That'll be a big mistake. You'll fall flat on your face and hard and there won't be that noose after that. That's the danger of it. But when we humbly come and say, Lord, I need you moment by moment. The Spirit of God will flow through. As He flows through, wherever you go, the Holy Spirit will show. Something is wrong here. God cares for every single person that is out there. Including the Egyptian butler and the Egyptian baker. God cares about every single soul that's out there. Yes, people who have done wrong. God cares about them. God is not saying, well, you did a really bad job, so I'm going to reward you with something nice. No. He wants to change them and then bless them. Hallelujah. Our God is a good God. If you are a child of God, you have the potential to becoming a blessing wherever God places you. Wherever it is. If He places you in the prison, in prison, you can be a blessing. To all the prisoners there. If he places you in the palace. In the palace you'll be a blessing to all of them there. If he places you in the wilderness. In the wilderness you'll be a blessing to all of them there. Wherever God places you. Are you willing to recognize. The potential. That can actually be used. If you are connected with God Almighty. If you are connected with God Almighty. 24-7. Now you see here, he sees these people and he sees that their faces are sad. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in the custody of his Lord's house saying, Why do you look so sad today? And they said to him, We each have had a dream. There's no interpreter of it. So Joseph said to them, Do do not interpretations belong to God? Tell them to me, please. What a wise person. Even though he had the gift to interpret the dream, he didn't take ownership to it 
leaving God to the side. He didn't say, hey, you have a dream? Give it to me. I'm really good at that. Do you know that? I can interpret all kinds of dreams. Tell me your dream and I will tell you the meaning for it. He didn't say that. He said, interpretation belongs to God. Now tell me. He made it clear. This belongs to God. But God is with me so I can help you. God is with me so I can help you. Is God with you? If God is with you, you can help those who are in need wherever God has placed you. Hallelujah. Wherever God has placed you, that is your mission field. That is the place where God wants you to shine. His light that he has placed inside of you. Don't look for ministry elsewhere. Where God has placed you, be faithful to God right there. The God who sees your faithfulness right there, he will say, okay, now I can take you elsewhere. God is speaking to our hearts today. Each had a dream. He was able to identify the problem now here because Joseph was approachable, because Joseph was so humble. These two fellows were not afraid to share with Joseph their personal dream. Because Joseph was so humble and he was so approachable, they were not intimidated by Joseph at all. When Joseph said, come, tell me your dream, they were open to sharing their dreams. Because Joseph was trustworthy, they immediately said, this guy has the answers. Hallelujah. Your testimony matters. Wherever God has placed you, nobody needs to tell someone Here comes the sun. When the sun comes out, do you hear a loud announcement? The sun says, I am here in the morning. 5 a.m. Look at me. No. When the sun comes out, everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. The sun is not drawing attention to itself. The sun is giving light to everybody. Hey, benefit from me. Benefit from me. Plants, animals, all of you. Live. Because God has placed me to be a blessing to you. When we want to be a blessing for others, the number one focus has to be others and not yourself. That's when you will shine. That's when you will shine. That's when God will shine through you. When you say, I am going to be a blessing to someone, but I don't have what it takes, Lord. So help me, God. And God will say, You understand, you don't have what it takes. And you're coming to me, who can help you? Good combination, I'll give it to you. God is looking for all those who are humble. God is looking for all those who are unselfish. To take what God gives, to be a blessing to others. Now Joseph was a blessing to these two people. His nature, his godly nature, drew these two people to him where he was able to hear and help them. Your godly nature wherever you go should touch the lives of the people around you to the extent that they will say, I know you can help me. I will share my problems with you. I know you're not going to go and gossip to 10 different people over there. I know you're not going to look down on me. I know you're not going to put me down. I know I can trust you. Not only that, you can be trustworthy You can even not gossip about it. But if you can't help, what's the point, right? Just a ear to listen. There are some people who say, well, I'm so glad I had somebody to listen to. 
Then, then, what happens after that? You have no answers. That's like a listening person and you, a yapping person. What happens after that? No solution. But if you are a person who will listen and do something about the problem, that you will be able to change the destiny of someone. Let me tell you, that's a life that's worth lived. That's a life that's worth living. God is speaking to our hearts today. You want to be a light, not a fused bulb. You want to be a light that is shining. You want to be a light that is flipped on. You want to be a light that will dispel darkness. You need to have the desire to say, God, I need that connection. Make a difference in my life and I'll make a difference in the lives of those around me. Not to simply say, place me there, up there, up there. And then what? No light. You can be placed anywhere, but where you need to be placed depends on how bright your light is and to what extent you're going to shine. That's when you'll be placed in the spot that's right for you. God is speaking to our hearts today. You'll be willing to say, let me burn brighter for you, Lord. Let me burn brighter for you, Lord. Not where the other lights are, but whenever there is darkness, wherever there is darkness, let me burn brighter for you, Lord. That's what happened to Joseph. In this dark environment, his testimony is so strong. His life is so strong. The work of God in him is so strong. In the prison where the word of God tried him, he was so faithful and he was able to minister to these two prisoners who were there. Now, verse 9 says, Then the chief butler told him, Joseph his dream, and said to him, Behold, in my dream, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches. It was as though it budded. It blossoms shot forth, and its clusters brought forth ripe grapes. Then Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup and placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said to him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Now, within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to the former manner when you were in his, when you were his butler. But remember me when it's well with you. And please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away from the land of the Hebrews and also I have done nothing here that they should put me into the dungeon. Praise be to God. There's a lot in here just within these two verses. Now you see here Joseph is talking to this man. Divine appointment. God is going to bless this cupbearer. And God has Joseph here. There's a divine connection. God is going to take Joseph out and take him to where God wants him to be. Now, in the process, someone else is getting blessed also. Because of Joseph's ministry. There are people and places where God will place you. So that God can bless you. Your faithfulness in that place will determine your next place. God is speaking at this hour. Your faithfulness in where God has placed you will determine whether you're going to be out of where you are or whether you're going to be still sitting there for God. God is speaking at this hour. 
We need to be people of faith and people who carry the heart of God. You look at Joseph. Joseph, even though he was with these two prisoners, he never told his sad story, his pathetic story to these people until it was God's time. You know, a lot of times, it's pretty normal for everybody to tell everybody their story and wherever they go, everybody knows everybody's story. And then you have a everybody pity party. Where everybody says, oh, I'm going through this. Oh, you know that? I go through this and it's even worse than yours. And there's a competition with that pity party. Who has the worst? What is that going to do? It's not going to help you. It's not going to help them. When we take pride in the curse that we are carrying, when we take pride in the sickness that we are carrying, when we take pride in whatever we are going through, let me tell you, that's never going to leave you. It's never going to leave you. Because it will say, hey, you're giving me credit. I will stay here. I got a good location here. The day we say, I hate you. I don't want anything to do with this. I'm not going to talk about this. That's it. You weaken that. You know why? Because you're not giving power to the enemy. Unless God opens your mouth to speak, don't speak about what the devil is doing in your life. Don't give him that credit. Don't give life to a dead serpent. Don't do that. And looking for that pity party will only cause you to dig yourself into a deeper pit because it's a spirit. It will be fed by your attitude and your behavior, your words. And it will become huge and it will be very hard for you to move it out of your life. God is speaking at this hour. Look at Joseph. Joseph didn't say a word about himself to these people until it was God's time. And he recognized in his spirit, this is the move of God. God is moving these people. God is giving these people the dream. And God has placed me here to interpret the dream. And he was so confident. He knew that this is the interpretation. You know, it's not like these days when someone gets a dream. You know, first thing what they do? Google. What does red mean? What does peacock mean? What does raven mean? As if Google is God. Oh my Lord. Such a sad state. When people don't know the truth and they buy the lies. And then you have people, scammers sitting there. Peacock means this and red means this. And you climb up five stairs and you hit your knee there. This is what it means. And then they sit with this, oh, that's why it happened. They email this person, text this person. You know what I found out? Waste your time and waste everybody else's time. But you know what? More than that, there's a demonic spirit. That works. It's like a web that goes around the feet of those people. Around the minds of the people. What are they doing? They are putting them in that web of lies. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And the truth is not in Google. It's not. It's not. It's not even in your girlfriend. It's not in any book. It's not in any dictionary. It's in the living God. When we have that connection, there's this revelation that will not come in any dictionary, any book, any interpretation that can come from any human being who has no connection whatsoever with God. 
Joseph had this connection with God. He had this revelation and he was able to tell the guy, this is what's going to happen. Three days this is what's going to happen. And exactly what he said happened. The rest of the chapter you can go home and read. I'm not going to go into this as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to stop right here. But the point here we want to take home with us is, no matter where we are, we can be a blessing to those whom God wants us to be a blessing. Are we willing to be partakers of God's blessing? Only when you become that blessing, God will take you out and put you in a better place where you can be a better blessing, a bigger blessing. Make use of the place where God has placed you right now. Never say, oh, this is a hard surface. I can't be here. Oh, this is a bad surface. I can't be here. One thing we as Christians should remove from the vocabulary is, I can't do this. You have to just say, I don't want to do this. Because if you are a believer, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The only time we say, I can't or I won't, will be when it comes to Satan. Things that are opposite to the kingdom of God. That's when you say, I won't and I can't and I will not. When it comes to things of God, we say, I can't. I can, I can, because I have the one who gives that power to do anything, anything. If God wants to go to the moon, he'll give you the power for it. Anywhere, anything. God's people can accomplish anything in this world, provided it's from him. There was this vision that God put in this boy, Joseph. Big vision. He had it in his mind. He never thought for a second that this is not possible. Because he knew that through him, I can. In Potiphar's house, when he was sold as a slave, he lived as a prince. In the prison, when he was a prisoner, he didn't do anything wrong. He was thrown in there. He had the prison clothes, he had shackles. But he walked as a prince. He knew who he was. Do you know who you are? Do you have that connection? If you have that connection, no matter where you go, You know who you are. Nothing can bring you down. No one can beat you down. No environment can affect you. You will affect the environment. That's how powerful you are when you have Christ inside of you. Joseph affected his environment in a positive way. And what Joseph said came to pass in the life of the prisoner. The Spirit of God put inside of him to tell the guy, Hey, When you go to the palace, remember me. And he told his story to him. He heard the story and you know what he did? He did the opposite. Remember me, he went and forgot about him. Until God's time came. Human beings will say, I will never forget you. I will always remember you. They'll be the first one to forget They'll be the first one to say, sorry, I said it that time, but now I'm not able to. But when God gives his word, he will always keep it. God is not a man that he should lie. Not a son of man that he should repent. He will never say, sorry I told you yesterday, but today I can't do it. No. When he gives you his word, he will keep it. The vision you've given shall come to pass. Every word you have spoken shall come to pass. Where? In my life, your word cannot lie. 
You stand by your word to see it come to pass. I stand by you, Lord, to see your word come to pass in my life. Your word cannot lie. You perform your word. You perform your word to who? To those who wait on you. Hallelujah. So, I'll wait on you, wait on you, wait on you, Lord. I will wait on you. Why? Because I know what he said. He will bring it to pass. What he told Joseph, God brought it to pass. This guy forgot. But you know what? That appointment that happened that day was not in vain. Because when God troubled the king over there, gave him one dream. And the king said, oh boy, I can't sleep, I can't sleep. That's when this guy remembered, oh, that guy interpreted my dream. Even that, the Holy Spirit had to bring it to this guy. Because he went so happily to the palace and he forgot about the very person that God used to bring him out. You might have helped people in the past. You might have helped a lot. You may feel discouraged that they don't remember you. They don't even say thank you to you. They forgot about you. But always remember this. Man may forget, will forget. But God will never forget. Whatever you do, is recorded in his book. To whomever you do, it's recorded in his book. People can get it and they can just go and they can say, well, I forgot. But what you do for someone, you know who takes notice of it? God takes notice of it. Every good deed that you do, according to the will of God, it's all recorded in God's book of remembrance. It's there. And God says, I will exalt you at the right time. Promotion came for this man. Who? The cupbearer. He had no way out. But God had mercy on him. If you're in a situation you think, Lord, there's no way out. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. God says, no, you're not. You can never be stuck with Jesus. You know why? Because he always keeps moving forward. Our God is not a stagnant God. He always keeps moving forward. If you're with him, you'll keep moving forward. The only time you can be stuck and be stagnant is when you are out of his hands and out of his will. Because he moves forward and you're just stuck somewhere else. At that time you need to do like what Peter did. Lord help! I'm thinking help! That's all. Jesus comes right away and he comes and rescues you. God is speaking to our hearts today. No matter where you are, no matter what your situation is, He is there to help you, provided you receive His help. Provided you seek His help. Provided you say, God, I am stuck. I am here. I don't know what to do. Lord, help me. God will help you. He brought this man out, the cupbearer out, according to God's word. Now, it was not Joseph's own interpretation. No, it was God's interpretation. That's why it came to pass. Joseph carried the spirit of God. Every word he spoke came to pass. God upheld what he spoke through Joseph. Has God spoken to you something? Has God spoken to you something? If God has spoken to you something, he will uphold it through the power of his word. He will uphold it. He will bring it to pass. He will bring it to pass. Everything looked like it wasn't going to happen. This guy went out of prison and he went to the palace and he was all happy. And Joseph's life was still in prison. God didn't forget him. God didn't forget him. The cupbearer forgot him. God didn't forget him. God moved the king to get 
Joseph out. People may forget you. People you know may forget you. People you've helped may forget you. But when God's time comes, God will move people you don't know for you. This is the prophecy God is speaking at this hour. God will move people that you don't know who are not in direct contact with you. This is the prophecy God is speaking at this hour. People that you don't know, God will move them in order to bring you out of where you are and place you where you need to be. But right now, be faithful where you are. Right now, be a light. Right now, be someone who will change the destiny of those who are around you. And God says, time is coming when I will take you out. And I will place you where you need to be. Shall we all stand up together? Hallelujah.